0: Welcome to Houndsy, the Steel Army group therapy session. I'm Dan Yost, and with me to now some 10 days removed from the Hounds bouncing out of the playoffs in the first round. Got a couple people here to talk about it. Uh, We have uh, intentionally not put together a rundown or a plan. We're going to just see where this goes. First off, Devin, what's up, man? How are you doing absent of the Hounds?
1: Absent at the Hounds. I'm doing all right. Uh, my Wi-Fi just went down, so I got no notes, but that's all right. It's not really much different than how I normally do this anyway. So, nice. Uh, it's all vibes today, anyway. So let's <laughs> let's just do it. <laughs> I can work
0: with that. Ariana, you're here. You're always here. What's good with you?
2: I am. Uh, removed from the Hounds. I'm doing all right. I mean, there's really nothing else i i didn't realize how much the hounds took of my life uh during the season i mean it was the summer of soccer we had a massive season and then it all kind of went away so (laughs) just living my best life uh it was halloween season though and that is my favorite holiday so
0: did you dress up at Uh, all or, or how do you how do you celebrate the season
2: Um, usually I do and I go out. uh, But because I was planning on there being a game last weekend, I did not plan any other. uh, I turned down almost all of the party requests. And, you know, pre Adventures in Advance, I usually go to the PA Ren Fair for Halloween weekend because they do a Halloween show. um, And kind of all of that went out the window. Um, And so I didn't really do anything last weekend, um, but I gave out candy yesterday and because it was so cold, I wore my big puffy winter jacket and I told everyone I was the Michelin man because it's like a big white puffy jacket. So uh, that was the extent of my dress up this this year. Uh, I did have something planned for the game, but evidently (laughs) dot dot dot
0: (laughs) Not, not still bitter.
2: Yeah, no. No. Not at all. Just have to recycle the costume eventually. <laughs> yeah
0: Vestie. There's a vesty here. It's been it's been a hot minute. What the where the hell have you been?
3: Oh, just being busy, uh being a family man, I guess. Um but this is what I like talking to you guys when it's getting late at night when we usually record those, after to put the kids to bed. I often just want to stare at the wall for a bit and not think about a podcast, so but um Maybe it's the the sugar rush from stealing all the halloween candy from yesterday, but I'm, I'm ready to go tonight.
0: What what the, what percentage of a da- dad tax on the food or the candy do you take?
3: We we uh, just dump everything in a bag and then it's like communal for the house. So since they're both in school during the day, it ends up being basically 100% me just snacking on it all the whole time. Nice. And since they're all so this year very few full-size bars. There's all bite size and I feel like the bite size has gotten even smaller over the years. So it's so a lot of like I could shove ten of these things in my mouth at any given moment and just house that bag.
0: Remember when they would call those things fun size and that's total bullshit? Mm. hmm yeah.
3: yeah. They they they've gone down from fun size to bite size now. So oh, like oh, shit. Like you think of the fun size Snickers, now they it's even smaller. Like they cut them in half. They they do it where instead of the entire snickers logo it's like one letter so i guess yeah the idea is no you get if, like
0: from um, they sell um i i know something because i'm i get a little uh it works sometimes i'm out on the road and if you go to a dollar general they sell a bag of those of just like those the one letter snickers mini bars mm-hmm. a bag of them for a buck which is seems like a decent deal Um, Mm. so I find myself actually like maybe once every other week actually just housing a bag of those at like 1030 in the morning
3: (laughs) yeah so we got a ton of those like Milky Ways are that small now Uh, Three Musketeers are pretty small Twix are getting pretty small
0: what was the hot what was the uh,
3: what was the hot chocolate
0: bar for uh, distribution this year
3: I think Milky Way actually took the took the lead this year. Surprisingly, my I had I had a bit of a gripe that the the varieties seemed pretty small this year. Like everybody bought the same mixed bag of like Snickers, Milky Way, Twix, and Kit Kat. Mm-hmm. That's basically all we have. Um, usually, I feel like either there'd be like a quarter or the bag would be kind of a random mismatch of other things, but not so much this year. I am looking forward to and feel free to tell me
0: if you guys are the same. I'm looking forward to now that we're on the, the backside of Halloween going to the store and getting those mixed bag of bite-sized candies at a steep discount.
2: 100%.
3: Don't wait too long. All the Christmas crap's out already. Well, that's I, true. Um, I saw the...
0: It's my favorite commercial. Uh, sorry, uh, Eaton Park Christmas Tree. Uh, the, the carolers... <laughs> lottery commercial that they redid a couple years ago for hd it was actually on tv today november 1st oh god i'm yeah fuck
2: we got to let thanksgiving happen first come on let us
0: eat some turkey before you shove the holidays down our throat please the
2: second best holiday thanksgiving
0: (laughs) yeah that actually took a few minutes to like like compose myself when i saw that commercial on tv
2: Okay, if you go to the store for Halloween candy, are you reaching for the bag of chocolate-based ha- candy or, like, you know, sometimes they have like the gummy-based candies? Like, what do you, what do you automatically? Do I have for?
0: to? Am I? Do I have to pick one?
2: Yes. Hmm. In this moment, you have to pick one. <laughs> like, what? Well, where's your mind? Where's your
0: honestly? What if, you If I'm for? thinking more practical, the gummy ones are probably the ones on the whole that I would want more. Uh, but I'm probably mm. grabbing the uh, the chocolate based ones.
2: That's a move. Yeah, I I remember getting the big bags of like they had like Pixie sticks and um like the Tootsie rolls, but like the fruit flavored Tootsie rolls, which I like. Which you know might be a hot toe, but. Uh, I don't know. I would reach more probably towards that bag than anything chocolate-based. There's usually a... Probably because I I have a lot of chocolate in my house already.
0: The mixed I mean, bag that so has, much. like, the Skittles and the mini Twizzlers yeah. and I think, like, like the individually wrapped Starbursts and some Ars- so like, that that to me is the, the ideal bag.
2: That's facts. That's an elite choice. I mean, any other choice is wrong, so...
0: <laughs> i mean yeah, we'll see what i pick up uh in the next couple of days
2: i mean the answer is all of the above in the next couple of days you just one bag of each mm-hmm. will usually hold you out for the next year <laughs> Oh, because it's like
0: it's like a 50 percent like discount you don't feel bad if you take that that three musketeers yeah. bar and say uh no mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah <sighs> all right uh Let's get into it. Um, we all know why we're here. Uh, Vesty, where?
3: Uh, Ten days removed. Uh, where are you at? Still incredibly annoyed. Um, I was I was fuming pretty good after the game. Uh, you know, we were arguing in the chat, and I was being pretty loud uh, in the Discord and i say the the heat level has come down but i'm still very peeved about the whole thing and just very very grumpy all right devin
1: yeah still still pretty annoyed so i tried to avoid the discord and <laughs> um i didn't really watch the game so yeah, I, I didn't even get to go to the game, so I'm even more upset because I was at a wedding. <laughs> so, and I had the uh, the score spoiled for me. So, uh, yeah, I I watched a little bit of the highlights, and then finally got around to okay, how did this happen? I watched the full game yesterday. So, uh, yeah, so still not, um, still pretty fresh. Ariana.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. I, I think I'm more numb than anything right now. Uh, I have also avoided, I completely, I think uh, about halfway through the game, uh, I was getting a little frustrated uh, with the Discord in general, so I just silenced all notifications um, and I didn't turn them back on until, I want to say Monday. Um, I'd been periodically checking, you know, at work, I would just. That. I didn't read a single message in the game day chat from that game. Um, I just marked them all as read and moved on. Uh, I didn't really care to hear <laughs> anything. I just, I knew that either someone would say something that I would agree with, that I would hop on and just, you know, unleash, or someone would say something I would disagree with, and it would just, I was like, I don't need that right now in my life. So I just silenced everything. Um, I have myself posted. I do uh, two hot toes. I think uh, yesterday of the day before uh, in the Discord, and that was like the first and only time I've really processed. And that's that was more that was less to do with the game and more to do with um, the future of the Hounds. So I haven't really thought of the game. My brother's girlfriend was unable to watch, and she also had the score spoiled for her. And she just kind of saw me the next day and was like. If you ever feel up for it, would you watch it with me? Um, my parents recorded it on uh, the TV, so it's there, and it stares at me every time I go into the dVR to watch something. so um I will eventually buckle down and watch it again, just kind of have to let my <laughs> i don't know let my my uh, self breathe a little bit um, It was an abrupt way for us to end, so and I don't think anyone can confidently say they expected that. I think I think, any good, I mean, any fa- fan in general might say it now, you know, hindsight 2020, oh, we always, you know, this is just typical, you know, but genuinely going into it, I don't think anyone had the mindset that that was going to be it. So I think we're all kind of, It just, our whole weekends were uprooted. I mean, you know, we've, we've, for the last eight months been just every weekend is something hounds related. And now all of a sudden it's just gone. (laughs) So it just, it feels very discombobulating. There we go.
0: Um, I mean, I, on the last episode, as we, we, we started wrapping up, you know, I, I think I don't think but I said you know, if this if this is like a, a home and home to game I have no worries at all. One game any weird bounce can happen. Um, and here we are. You know, I mean I I think I was accepting that it was a possibility, a remote possibility, but I was you know, I think I I went into the game knowing that, you know, there you know, this, whatever, 15%, 20% chance could occur. Um, like Devin, I um, was not there. Um, I did watch live on a phone from a sports book in Las Vegas. Um, I'm now questioning, and I sincerely say this, I start questioning before the, the running joke was if Dan travels to an away game, the hounds will lose or have a shit result. Like travels on a plane. Now I I feel like I have to modify that to like if if Dan is just on a trip via airplane when the hounds play, <laughs> is it all going good? Like I part of me is now feeling guilty that I wasn't there. Um, that's actually more than anything else has been what's eaten away at me in the last week and a half was a and i think logical me would say this is a remote to zero possibility if if i was there would things have been different and again i think it's it's unlikely but it that keeps eating away at me so that's where my headspace has been a lot for the past week or so um And to be honest, I'm more or less... I'm, I, I comfort myself. You know, this may, may be along the, like the stages of grieving, but I, I'm thoroughly convinced that, that the better team didn't win that game. Uh, it means nothing. I get that. But uh, you look at the stats, look at the eye test, up and uh, up to the point of a ball going into the net. Um I don't think they played bad. Mm. They generated opportunities. They severely limited the opportunities that um, that Detroit got. So much so, if it the Hounds played better against Detroit and limited Detroit better than Louisville did against Detroit. Except Louisville blew him out of the water in terms of the final score and Pittsburgh was sitting at home that weekend watching the game. That means nothing, Mm -hmm. and I get that, but like I'm I'm I don't think at any point was I angry. I think it I was disappointed, I was numb, I think Ariane put you put out numb. Mm -hmm. I was definitely that. In the back of my mind, there was a bit of like, ah, uh, that there's that there's the hounds I know right there. Fucking gifting a big, a big opportunity. Um, but I don't think anger ever came into it. Which I don't know. if, I mean, yeah, the, I, I the guys are at the game. I mean, how much was there a lot of was there a lot of legitimate anger at the end of that game?
2: There was, for the beginning, right after the whistle blew, it was silent. More silent than I think I've ever heard the section be. Um, You know, after the goal went in, I think it people kind of saw the writing on the wall, so some people started cycling out. Um, I don't think there was any outward anger. No one was. um, There were a few people who, I'm not naming names, but... um, People who might know the section or be in the section a lot would recognize it. But, you know, people who, when losses happen, they tend to just disappear at the end. Um, They kind of walk out and just go away. Um, They remove themselves from it, tend to be a little bit mouthy on Discord, but um, they just kind of walk away from the situation. And that had happened. So I think the worst of the anger, you know, walked away. But there was a lot of just silent stunnedness and it was probably you know we were all just standing there and and didn't help that the detroit players came over to rub it in our faces which i think is really um how do i say this without saying it um i think it's disrespectful of the players themselves um be a bit classier. I mean it is Detroit, so I'm not expecting too much more class, but I mean to come I, I, over. I would
0: I would fully want the Hounds to do the same thing.
2: I mean I I wouldn't expect the Hounds to walk over and blow kisses to the section or um you know wave like really animatedly towards it. like it just didn't I don't think the Hounds would do that. I think that they have a little bit more class um when it comes to that. Um Especially, I mean, I've never seen that before and, you know, for us to do it when we have fans at the section, um, you know, so it just felt really, really unclassy and unsportsmanlike of them. So um, that was, they were probably worse off in my opinion than the fans. Um, no fans, not that the sound could ever make it over to us. They were sat in the very last rows of 102 um so they weren't loud they weren't obnoxious they couldn't be um but it just I don't know it felt really weird and then it was the shortest post-game talk I think we've had all season um which is not really saying much what else are you going to talk about there's no more games going forward um and you know Bob had post-game to yell at them and not really yell, yeah. they were all beating themselves up, um, you could tell, and then they had meetings all week the following week, um, you know, kind of ex- exit interview type stuff. So um, he could talk about it then. Um, but when they came over to give high fives and about half of them either were actively crying or had tears in their eyes, that broke a lot of people in the section. So I think any anger that uh, may have you know, at least any anger that was in me just dissipated then. And I completely, I broke down. I mean, I don't think I've cried more, um, ever (laughs) at a sport, anything. Um, it, that it was hard. And it was just, every time you see someone, um, you know, a lot of them were just, you could tell that they were heartbroken and it's hard to see that. And then, you know, they while they did talk about not doing an autograph session at the end of any of the games, their main concern was COVID. So without any games to be healthy for, um, they did do an extended autograph session at the end. Um, so we did get to go down and see some of the players say bye to them for the last time. Um, some of them, um, and just kind of see them. And honestly, it was, that was hard. It was hard. And, uh, it's hard for them to see it's hard for us to see that emotion being played out in front of us um there are some people who know it's probably their last game their last you know time with us so it was definitely written on a lot of their faces and a lot of their actions so um yeah that was that was definitely hard it it felt a lot like um i don't know if anyone remembers or sees or saw in, in person the Um, emotions after the Cincinnati loss. It was very similar to that. Um, a lot of just, you know, raw emotion on those players. So, um, yeah, it was hard, but I outwardly back, you know, to the, to the question at at heart, I don't think anyone was very angry. Um, I got a little angry in the parking lot, but, um, you know, maybe an hour after, uh, Everything had happened, so it wasn't... And that dissipated pretty quickly. It wasn't... I'm still frustrated with how it happened, and I have my angers on certain parts of the, you know, play, but I think that it ultimately is... There was no, you know, outward anger, at least during the game, in the stands. Vesti, I'll
0: throw the question to you because I, I got i asked the question of the of the other two uh last episode uh if if they don't win this game is this season let me get let me get the exact phrase that i used here just so were we um a disappointment so the r2 are on the record saying this this season is a disappointment where where are you at
3: 100 disappointment um so i'm going to be the counterpoint i guess to what Ariana just talked about, I had all I had the anger. Um, I was fuming after that goal. Uh, you know, I wasn't like I wasn't outwardly cursing or anything. Although, What did I think about wanting to chuck my scarf. But after that goal, I I left. I was one of the people that left. I picked up my trash because cleanup section people threw my trash mm-hmm. away. And I left. I didn't stay for the rest of the game because. I challenge your earlier statement that they played well. Like, I did not see a goal coming out of them that game. And here we are again. We lost in the first round at home. We blew it. Like, what the fuck? So I left. And it's 100% disappointment. Like. It. If this was going to be our year, we like we, we won the, the league. We've been playing great all season. We had home field advantage again. Like, you know, 2019 felt like it was going to be our year because we wheeled house our way into the, the playoffs. But you you can kind of like hand wave it away a little bit because uh, we did have to get lucky to to get home field advantage that year. Um, but this year, like, everything went right. They had the Open Cup attendance. Like, it, it could not have been a more perfect year. And we fuck it up in the first round again. Like, in the last 10 seasons, the Easter Conference winner has not made the at least the Easter Conference final three times, and we're two of them now. like it's it's b s in my mind. It's like, God, I'm getting pissed again already. <laughs> yeah I, I sense it. <laughs> I was the I was one of the people going off in the discord after the game and when all the the beers caught up with me when I got home. Um, so yeah, like I, I, was, I was annoyed, I was angry. Uh, that it happened again. We're what two and six in the playoffs. We can't get past the first round, for, or if it does, it's like beating up on the play-in team or the forfeit the one year or whatever. Like, I texted you after the game. You just like, "This can't keep happening. I can't keep doing this." I was. Like, what's I was the point of going to playoffs? If I we're was just gonna surprised how round?
0: strong your reaction was after that game.
3: Everybody's at a breaking point, I
0: guess. Yeah. I mean, I've said I've said it before. I'll, I'll say it now. For for you know, I I refuse to let an amazing thirty four game regular season and then go two and one against MLS competition uh, be undone because one fucking ball like like had eyes and somehow it made its way through like five fucking people. Like I'm I'm not there. Um
3: it should have gone to that point. Like we weren't taking care of business. No, you're
0: right. It should. It should not have gone to that point. You're right. No, I mean I'm well, not I, going to disagree with that. It absolutely should not have gone to that point. It
3: should. But I think, especially for me, like um, after the, the the last game of the season was the Arizona Detroit, there's all this chatter online about how, like we we weren't getting. Res- I felt like we weren't getting respect. Like people weren't weren't looking at the game in the context that it didn't matter for us. Detroit needed a win, and they still couldn't score on us and you know, we're a completely different team at home and Detroit's bad on the road. And, you know, we were gonna we're gonna crush them. And then they didn't have like it they it, it was the preview for the next week. And it's just like, what the fuck was I defending this team for all week if they're just gonna play like that again? And But they but they did the the problem is that they didn't play like that.
0: Like they had like there was no opportunities in the game in Detroit. <laughs> there was none. Like they fucking what just sat did we have and in they, the playoffs.
3: What? we had one shot on goal, and every time we got in the box we looked like we had a cinder block for feet. Like, it was so sloppy.
0: But uh, but up until yep. that, like, there was creation of, of opportunities up until that point. Yeah, the, there fi- was. The, finish, were, the finishing was fucking piss poor. No disagreement. It, but they, they were soccering their way through the game, which is something they weren't doing the week
3: before. I thought they. Did, I think they looked maybe even better in Detroit than in the playoff game. <sighs> Oh. you know
1: <laughs> Detroit's back line was not letting anything through once it got into the box like it they were playing the way they played all year and it just felt like Detroit was ready for it like it looked good until you got in the box and then Detroit's back line was just there so it's like yeah like they didn't necessarily play poorly just Detroit wasn't letting anything through and it just it. I would agree it didn't feel like a goal was necessarily coming like it felt like they were just ready for it the whole way through and then once they got that lucky goal i mean it was a nice goal but let's be honest it was lucky like <laughs> i think 9 times out of 10 that's going in the parking lot you know and once they had that goal i mean that's all they needed i mean they they pulled I, I, off- they pulled off a smash and
0: grab let like let, let's not fucking lie about that part the xg was 2.2 to point two three, like They won. They yes, I get it. <laughs> like it's, it's a lot of like loser talk coming out of me right now, and I fucking get it. But like, let's not <laughs> pretend like they fucking like like they they masterclass this fucking game because they didn't.
3: I was shocked that the XG was that high for us because I thought we just weren't. I th- I didn't think there was any spark on offense. Like I, I told, I saw Steve from Mongols at halftime, and like, you know, our defense looks good if if the, we want to let Detroit kick the ball around and have possession. At the midfield all game, fine. You know, that's DMO all season. But I just, I was not seeing what I needed to see on offense, at least in the first half. And honestly, the rest of the game. So yeah, the, like the X, 2XG, two, two I, I don't know where they're getting that from. But I also don't know where they get it from anyways to begin with on a, on a regular game.
0: No, because I mean, if, if you're looking for fault, it was... You know, and not to call it individual at this point, but like the opportunities to put a ball in the net for the hounds was certainly there, and they just they, they didn't put them on frame, and the one time they did, Steinwasher made a fucking amazing save.
3: It just it felt like the, the longer the game went on, we lost the swagger that we had at, at the end of the regular season, and then we didn't know what to do. It did
1: feel more desperate the later the game. Like, okay. early on, it, it felt cool collected. Like, it, it was the same as it had been all year. And then towards the end, it was kind of like a scramble. Just throw everything to try to get a goal. But
0: You left it hanging around and hanging around, you know, straight all rounders. That's what it was. You know, you, you let them stay in the game. And it went from them, hey, let, let's bunker and hope for the extra 30. Let's hope for, for kicks to Let's fucking nick one. And they did. You know?
3: I, Do you think we. Uh, this is like how people complain about the Steelers playing down to the opponent? I don't think he
0: was playing down. They just. They, I think. They didn't put fucking. Sh- they, the opportunities they had, they, they, they put them wide and high of the net.
2: We played down in the last game of the season to our opponent and we could have we could have controlled our own next our first round playoff destiny in that game and we absolutely shanked it I think none of us would be sitting here talking about this if we had played the, the last regular season game differently one goal in that game would have decided our entire season First off, second off, we would have gotten 69 points on the season, which would have been the absolute cherry on the cake to this fantastic season, which was a, kind of a letdown in my opinion. But we, then we wouldn't have had to come up to play Detroit two weeks in a row. That's what I think our biggest problem was. The play, what, nothing changed from game 34, regular season, to game one, playoff. We did not change our motion of attack. We did not change our defending. We didn't change anything. And Detroit read us like we had the game plan on our freaking faces. They just, they knew how we played. And literally seven days prior had seen, you know, our plays had seen essentially us just sitting on our heels and they knew exactly how to react. And I think that that, I mean, it gives a lot of credit to Detroit in reading us, but I think that that was probably the worst part of it, and we should have never played down in Game 34. We should have never sat on our hands. I know that a lot of people talked about it being a crappy field. We have nothing to play for, but we kind of did have everything to play for because we could have shut everyone up. Detroit would have been out of the playoffs if we had just put one goal in in Detroit, and we would have been a we would have played Miami the next week someone that who hasn't seen us in the past couple of you know months we hadn't played them for a while so it would have been essentially a new team who also doesn't play well at highmark so you know maybe this we would all be different but i think that i th- in my opinion the game that we need to look at in how we played starts in game 34 of the regular season and continues then into the playoff game. I think that 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 game speaks more to how we play and how we played against Detroit than anything else, just because, you know, they had our number at that point then. And, you know, we didn't put any effort into that game, you know, the regular season game. And it just, I think it then echoed. And I think that there was just that mindset that, oh, we just played them last week. and we tied them, and we didn't even try and and there was no like fire under the asses of of anyone, and I just feel like that was probably our biggest mistake in completely overlooking that final game of the regular season,
3: yeah, Mongols brought up a similar point, and I agree um, I think a lot of people in the organization and in the fan base just we caught our we got caught looking past Detroit twice um. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the team probably did it a little bit, which is maybe why they got flustered the later the game went without a, a result. Um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of regulars in the supporter section, were at the game, assuming there would be one later. You know, I'd tell my friends about, oh, if you guys want to come to, you know, the conference finals or something, because I was so confident we were going to beat that, and maybe this is just karma for that. I mean, I'll, I w- I was also absolutely
0: guilty of. Uh, making arrangements for uh, what would be the upcoming Saturday. I was I absolutely one of those people as well. So, cause yeah, I mean yeah, yep. I I overlooked them. I mean not uh, not overlooked. I they had lost one game at home all year. Like you're feeling good about it. There's yeah, oh, fuck.
1: And all that said, like. Even the way they played, I still think nine times out of ten, the way that that game played out, the Hounds find a way to win. Like they the Detroit goal doesn't go in, and one of the Hounds, like how many chances do they have? They like thirteen shots. Like one of those goes in. Like it just, it still felt like they should have won that game, even the way they played.
0: I mean, I said it once. I'll say it again. I still, I still think the better team on the whole did not win that game.
1: Well, definitely, they had they had thirty goals all year. De himself had twenty. So, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, this format, anything could happen. I mean, heck, Bayern just lost today to a third tier side. So, playoffs are fucking stupid, man. Let me tell you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if there's my takeaway, playoffs are fucking stupid.
3: That's the system we're in. Yes. What a lot of country, huh? The regular season is just a footnote. It's whoever's got the championship at the end.
2: But we have the shield. Yeah. Toby I mean, has to build us a, a, a trophy case, so.
0: so. So the season can't be a disappointment, can it?
2: Yes. <laughs> we should have it three is- <laughs> things in that trophy case, not just one.
3: It's a disappointment when you get the shield, and then the week after you get bounced in the first round of playoffs, you get the golden boot winner, the league MVP, guys on the first team, and we're all at home watching Detroit go to Louisville.
2: Thanks. Oh, also uh comeback player of the year, Nate Dosantos. Um and then uh Rovi got something as well. I mean like we had we had a team to 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 we had the team to beat and we were beat. They got beat. So yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So uh Devon go with you and this is not the let's deconstruct the roster and, and figure out what the, the 2024 vintage of the hounds looks like We're, that's not this show, but what, uh, where does it go from here?
1: Uh, generally, like we talking like how many players you think are returning or, I mean, is it, uh, is it just more general? Is
0: it wholesale change tweaks?
1: Oh, I mean, ideally, we we return as many players as possible. Like, this is the deepest. This might be the best Hounds roster we've had. Like, it definitely, since I've been watching the Hounds. But I think you try to, you still, even despite the playoff loss, like, I, again, I don't think that playoff loss means anything in the context of how good this team is. So you return as many players as is financially viable. Like, I don't know how much it's going to cost to keep Dequay here but like do do you over do you
0: overspend to keep him here i mean i know uh, overspend's kind of a loaded word but you know the history of the past 5 6 years you know like a birmingham um uh, I, I think it's someone's going to player put him out there
1: i don't think you overspend for i don't know like a lot of the depth guys, but yeah, Dequa, I think you overspend for him. Like, it, twenty goal scores. I don't care how good Bob is at developing players. It's it's a lot less likely he's gonna develop a twenty goal score out of nowhere. So I think you try to but pay like for Dequa. He, but I feel like
0: he did develop a tw- like because that guy was not that for the past three years, and all of a sudden he just yeah. But the opportunity opened up, and all of a sudden he
1: became that. He doesn't feel replaceable. Like I, I don't I don't think he's gonna pick. A college guy out of nowhere and turn him into a 20 goal scorer in a year.
2: I concur. I mean, it took how many years to make Dequa a 20 goal scorer? Are we willing to wait for either. I mean, you're talking what? One more year, maybe next year, Kiza, after two years under Bob, becomes this 20 goal scorer, but that doesn't look plausible. Uh, you know, what other forward do you potentially have that you might see that, that Bob, you know, can shape into what Dequa has become?
0: I mean in you got you got Tolo You got Tola on the option year.
2: Agreed, but it took Dequa how many years to be this twenty goal scorer. I mean last year he wasn't even Because his conversation be, was very different about around him last year. Because so.
0: he he wasn't he wasn't set up to be the man. This year he was.
2: So do you think we set up if we set up Tola to be the man he has the ability to? I mean I, I, I know that I don't that know the disparity. answer to that, but I
0: think it's worth having I think yeah. it's worth exploring. I
2: mean I think there's one person for me in each position, you know, forward, midfield, defender that you spend a little bit more for. Um Dequa, Kenny or I, mean, I think
0: if the if the qu- you,
2: If you're going to shell out for a core, that's the core you shell out for.
0: I mean, You don't have to shell out for Kenny because Kenny's not going anywhere else.
2: Facts. But those are the
0: three. You overspend for for one position. Or you overspend on one guy. Is it
3: Dequa or Ordonez? Dequa. A hundred
2: percent. Dusty?
3: I want the back line to stay, but I think they're probably more replaceable than Dequa right now. Devin?
1: My thoughts exactly the same as besties. Like, I think I think Bob can find center backs anywhere <laughs> and, and put them in his system easily. All
2: right. I mean, look at uh, uh, Langston. A, f- a forward coming into the Riverhound system and exiting the Riverhound system as a defender that Bob has sculpted and a rookie at that. And we all know that Bob does not play or focus a lot of attention on rookies. So I'm intrigued to see if he comes back next year, you know, he could easily fill any one of the people in that back line that we lose. I think that when it comes down to it, it's not Dequa versus Ordonez. It's Dequa versus the solid back line that we had. And I don't think I think that yeah, you you should shell out a little bit more for each of those players to keep them. Um but I mean I, I yeah. I, I think that we had a fantastic back line, but I think that Bob has has a way with defenders, being a defender himself. Um, he has cultivated them a little bit better. Um, I mean, look at Luke, look at Nate, look at Marky, he's all I think he's all he's cultivated them to play the way that they do now. Um, And I think that he can do that a little bit faster than maybe he could with a forward.
0: The most angry I was during that game came not, not at the goal. It came like three minutes later. Let me get the vibe of the people at the game. Uh, The Hounds go down one nil. And then you have the PA announcer. Um, and I don't know if this was him. I don't know if this is a director from the club or Jeff or whatever. But the town, the towns are now down in a game. No one's expecting them to be down. And all of a sudden, it's like, let's all of a sudden blow our fucking load over how many people are at the game. That pissed me off more than the gold self. borderline embarrassing if not outright embarrassing did i misread that from afar or was that as bad in the stadium as it was on
3: on broadcast i feel like they probably just do that at a certain time um i i rolled my eyes at it but like that's got to be a read the room situation right for sure Maybe they Uh, they felt that there was a way to hype them up. Like, look at all these people here. Let's go or something. I don't know.
2: I didn't even hear it, to be honest. Um, And I I don't know if that was just me not... I was not paying attention really to the announcer or maybe it was just where I was at. Um, But it it does definitely feel a little...
0: if you if you find ill-timed. the if you find the heart to, to watch this game back, j- just pay attention. It's like two or three minutes after the goal, and it's not it's not like a, a little announcement. I mean, it it goes on for like a solid minute of the guy, like fucking tearing his vocal cords, about sixty one hundred people at the game.
2: I mean, I appreciate that. I I, it's great that we had that many people there, it would have been great. And and you can't tell me, and I agree with with you, um, Vesti, that maybe it was just the timing on the script of the game. Like, oh, we're gonna announce the, you know, number at this, at the 85th min- minute or whatever. I just think that it could have seeing it be nil nil until you know you're headed closer towards when you're supposed to say it, I think you push it forward. I think that you announce it a little earlier and then that way maybe you get the fans a little bit more rowdy uh, in regards to hype for the fact that we it was you know regular a record um, and then maybe that propels the players. I think that it happening, after especially right after the goal was a little ill-timed on their part um it is very much a read the room i think that um if they hadn't if they had missed a chance to say it before the goal i think waiting till the end the very end would have been more apropos than right right after the goal but um i didn't hear it i was kind of just
0: i mean you you can also announce the attendance without
3: like
2: yeah, uh, that's true.
3: <laughs> you know, yeah. I think that stadium announcer only has one one level, though. They have to hand it off to somebody else. I,
0: I've I've already, i I've, I've got my wrist slaps about bitching out that guy already, so I'll stay out of it. But, it, it, I I don't know the need to go to like the Sunday 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 guy, which is apparently what the hell they're mm-hmm. doing
1: now. But I I don't I don't get it. Like, do we need to hype up the crowd? Like, do we need the music in between breaks? Oh, that's why uh, I mean, <laughs> you want me to get? I gave I yeah, gave it like a year... Atmosphere.
0: Don't ruin it. <laughs> I I gave that the end of last season when it started with Jeff into this season. I I I brought it up kind of friendly, trying to be polite about it. F- fuck that. I mean, if we're going down that path now, that's fine. No, it. Know, you know what I don't need but right before like a really big free kick I don't need fucking jump around Furthermore mm-hmm. no one fucking needs it
1: uh, Honestly oh. the, the away fans are always commenting on it too like it it's embarrassing it's embarrassing
3: It's it's embarrassing because <laughs> yeah. well, the, they got um the microphone at the top of the grandstands right ne- next to a speaker so it blasts into the stream feed every time it happens
2: mm.
3: So just don't just just don't play it or move the
0: microphone, something. I, just. I, I just <laughs> don't know why... You, you, I don't think we need it. You don't need to mess with the 45 minutes during the game. Pre-game, do what you want. Halftime, if, if, if fucking House of Pain is your thing, play, play it on repeat while the guy balances a ladder on his chin. That's
1: cool. Do whatever you want. Stop, I mean, we're, stop we're, fucking with the actual game time. We we won the player shield. Like There's entertainment on the field. We don't need distracted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> If, if you're afraid of trying to sell soccer as soccer and you need to do other things, like, come on. Let the product speak the, for itself.
2: The only thing I will, so I completely agree, 100%. There's no need for downtime music, especially if we're, you know, waiting for a throw-in. There's just no need for that. By the time you get into, you know, the meat of whatever song you're playing, you're shutting it off anyway. You get maybe two, three bars in before you have to shut it off. Not worth it. I will say, though, something they did do that I feel like us in the section or even the folks on the TV did not fully appreciate, um, except I sat, you know, for a couple of games, you know, with my family in the grandstand and got to see this. Um, But they did a lot of like video clips on the screen that I think we should have and could lean into more, but not necessarily in dead time. If you want to involve people. Play more, find more of those funny clips that will draw people in on the screen, but during a substitution or a hydration break, something that's a little bit longer than um, a throw in or a corner or, you know, some other, you know, moment. It just doesn't. It feels like there's someone sitting up there with, with you know, their hand on the button being like, all right, the minute the ball goes out, I'm going to press this button and play the next song. And then the minute it comes back, in, like, we don't need that. You know, we're loud enough. The grandstand's usually loud enough. Um, and if you're going to play something, don't play something like jump around. Play something that gets people, gets the grandstands loud. No one's singing, jump around. No one's actively jumping around. Play like, you know... I don't know, something to get the fans to clap. Just or don't. Or to cheer. Just don't. Or don't, if you have to. That's what I'm saying, don't. But you don't have to.
0: That's the thing. You you don't have to.
2: It's just like, yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I, I do appreciate some of the things that they've done. But, you know, dead ball kicks, corner kicks, music is just not worth it. It's It's not.
1: At all. But... If this is the thing that is somehow getting five thousand fans at the stadium, <laughs> sure, do whatever you want. But I just don't think it is. I, I But maybe they know more than I do. So I, don't know.
2: I think. Br- bring said, the me the person. The bring
1: me the person
0: who's like.
2: <laughs> Did you come for the?
0: I you know what? I never went to game before, uses. but it could be a child. But <laughs> I mean, this, but <laughs> like, every soften so like, like when when the one player has the ball in their hands by the sideline. Sometimes they'll hit you with like fifteen seconds of sandstorm, and that's what brought me to the game tonight. <laughs> Fucking said no one. <laughs> Vesty quiet on that. I figured Vest you'd be all about like this this hot topic of uh, of music and game.
3: No, I mean <laughs> I think we're all in agreement, so I don't gotta chime in. Alright, fair enough. <laughs> uh
0: uh. Is there anything else before before we, we we close this on a high note? Um, anything else people want to work through their their you know therapy session right now?
1: Still can't believe it happened. Honestly. Mm, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm. Yeah. That's that's the truth. You
2: know, I. I didn't get my Nate Dos Santos jersey signed. That's probably my biggest regret of the season, especially if he did not return next year. Well, well, Is to knock yeah. on wood? Yeah. Um, I would love him to return. I just fully expect it. Well, one, I wore it for the first couple of games, and then we had the hot streak, so I had to continue wearing it. And then I stopped wearing it right around when Yost and I traveled to the uh, Charleston game because we lost. Um, and then I kept forgetting to bring it to have him sign after the game. Uh, and then I was like, we have playoffs it will be fine. And I didn't bring it to playoffs because we didn't have an autograph session. So I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll catch him before the game or something. And then the whole season collapsed. So I I was just like, you know, wherever he goes, there's a good chance that, you know, if he doesn't stay with us, if we play them, my ass will have that Jersey to have him sign because that's probably my biggest regret of the season is that I just never got around to having him sign his, his Jersey. So yeah.
0: All right. Anyone else? No. All right. Let's, um, let's end this on a high note as best we can. So I've asked everyone to prepare like two or three things, uh, your highlights of the season that does not include beating Columbus or lifting the player shield. They could be things like like tangent to that, but not that directly. Um Devin, how about you, we'll have you go first. Give give us your first highlight of the season.
1: Ooh, all right. So mine is a specific game. Uh I can't remember the exact date. It was in like August or something against Memphis. Uh, it was just a very memorable game. They went, It was the game they went down 2-0 in the first half. Uh, and then Joe Farrell scores the 1,000th goal. Rivera scores his first goal as a hound. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa! You pick one moment, buddy. Don't take all of them. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> there were so many moments in that one game, though. Yeah, like, and don't the, take uh... them all. <laughs> All right, all right. So I'll pick one moment from that game, and I pick the uh, the Rovira goal. Damn it, you fucker! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: Rovi's first goal, uh, just on the verge of his 100th game as a hound. Um, and if you're going to score uh, a goal, one that's your first and also is vital to the game, uh, it's a hell of a one to score. Little fucking volley into the opposite top corner. It was sweet ariana give us a moment
2: um my favorite uh, top moment for me would be uh, the usl uh video that they did collaboration with us uh as the steel army um that was i was in it that was very fun to film um it was super cool to be you know at the stadium with them and get to talk about you know our experience and then knowing that it happened and then having to wait, like I think it was a month and a half maybe when we found out uh, before it was released at the beginning of August, which was like perfectly timed for us um, in the season for it to be released. And it just was a great hype video. Um, and I still kind of go back and watch it if I need like, that's that's, to be 100% honest what I did. Um, on Sunday after we lost, I uh, rewatched that video just to, like, remember the hype. Um, and it was just, it was a great, I, I loved that we were the first team, so, the first supporters group to be featured. So, um, that was really, really fun to do.
0: Nice. No, that was, um, I mean, one, uh, it was nice being first to uh, our man Simon, kind of lean the charge on that uh, from inside the USL organization, so. No, it uh, actually that worked out. That turned out better than I thought it would. Um, no disrespect to anyone involved, but they uh, they put together something nice. Vesti, give us one.
3: So off the field and dangerously close to sound in games, uh, I really liked all the promotion stuff I did this year. Um, you, they, they, you like the laser show, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it may have been nervous at the beginning of the season, the, the start on the bad bad foot there. But honestly, like, I, I thought all their, like, um, you know, the giveaways were big stuff up this year. We're finally getting bobbleheads in the stadium thing um, and some of the other stuff they gave away. The, I mean, we joked about it, but damn it, I like the superstars. Uh, and, like, those halftime shows are silly, but when... It's the summer. You're just kind of having a good evening out. Some some good clean halftime fun, instead of just the usual kids kicking the ball in the middle of the field. You know, I liked it. And then, out. And I feel like this might be kind of stealing too, but I'm going to loop in the the video production promos they did on like social media this year. Big step up for like the. There's a video of the Open Cup hype video. There's playoff hype video. Like just a lot of good production this year.
0: It's all those Rob it graduates they brought in. Just saying. Uh, I'm going go because it, it almost got pilfered, and I'm, I'm not letting it come back around to lose it for my uh, statement. Uh, Joe Farrell, 1,000th goal in club history. Um, One, because... That man, he wanted to celebrate, but then also was in the, the the two minds of, we're still down a goal, so we can't celebrate too long. Uh, and then, I mean, it came sometime after, but the fact that it actually was in what turned out to be a winning effort from two goals down made it kind of sweet as well. And just kind of like all the hype, even though it was like kind of just in the Steel Army and like, if you know, you know, hype about 1,000 goals is coming up. Um, I believe that was, was that Farrell's first goal as a hound as well? I mm-hmm. believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, and yeah, no, I, I, that made me happier than I was kind of expecting. So I'm going to take Farrell's first goal as a hound and the 1000th goal in club history.
2: And um, in front of his, his whole oh, family was here his, too. That's right. His whole clan of like 40 people was there.
0: Devin, what's
1: your second? Yeah, um, we'll be a cop out to say the Obergon goal right after for his first for that game, so I won't. Uh, I'm going to say the Hartford game at home uh, that got rained out that no one was there for because we got to uh, yell at their keeper, Joe Rice, the entire game and make fun of his bowl cut, and I thought that was great. And the smoke just lingered. Yep.
2: A shirt came out of that.
0: Yeah, I need to go pick that up. That's a pretty sweet shirt. Ariana, give us your second.
2: Um, my second is kind of specific. It's a niche uh, for, for me, but um, we did five Tifos this year. Um, of those five, four of them did not home with me. Uh, Only one did, and that would be the Tifa we did for the playoffs, Um, which in itself is sick. hunt is one with a hunting dog carrying the shield. Um, A lot of people, I asked what what to do with that after, and a lot of people just didn't want anything to do with it, so it's still kind of just in my car. Um, But we did the Kenny one for the home opener. Uh, We did the Kiza BDK one for the Birmingham game. Uh, We did call the Chico golden boot uh, halfway through the season uh, on his return game. Um, We did his golden boot one on his first game back from injury. Um, All three of those players respectively took theirs home. And then we did the Fort Highmark one, uh, which one spawned a shirt, uh, spawned uh, stickers, and spawned a flag that someone was waving at the playoff game. Whoever had that, uh, kudos to you, that was sick. And it's super cool to see a design that, um, you know, I worked on up waving. That was just, that was so cool. So um, that combined with the 1,000th goal sign that we made uh, that counted up, um, that got a lot of hype from the Steel Army, the team, you know, everyone. That that was amazing. It was so cool to see them talk about, you know, something that I worked on. I, you know, I created, you know, with the help of Jordan for that. Like, we created that and then they talked about it every game that it was on. Um, so that was super cool. And, and I think that that was probably uh, my second favorite moment um, that was just all combined, like the the folks that worked with me on the TIFO were fantastic. Um, the TIFOs that were made were awesome, and the fact that the players took them home—that was just that was amazing. And the team has the Ford Highmark one, so who knows when that will come back out again?
0: <laughs> Vesty, what do you got?
3: Well, that uh, that one nothing win over Rochester was pretty memorable.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's a fun footnote. Um, but no, for, for seriously, um again off the field, the the attendance sell out uh streak this year for um you know, it we it seems like we finally crossed whatever whatever threshold it was. And you know, we usually get one or two sellouts a year, but to be have it pretty much be every game for the second half, it maybe even a, little, even a little longer of the season was amazing to see and it, it wasn't paper sellouts, it's not like, you know, you know, uh, you know, five thousand here, but if you actually look around, it's not really five thousand. But no, it was completely packed week in, week out. Of big walk-up crowd. It wasn't always big tailgate crowds, but I think it's a good sign. It's a big walk-up crowd. And if you walk around the stadium, it's not like it's not just people who were given a ticket on the street and they're like, "What's what the hell's going on here?" It's, it's like a lot of really passionate, knowledgeable fans, and it. Really, as somebody who's been watching this since, we were lucky to get a hundred people in Chartre's Valley. Um, you know, it makes me really proud for the team, and you know, I think it really puts us on a a, uh, a good good path going forward. Yeah, it's.
0: I think. I mean, it's the thing that everyone's it's in the back of everyone's mind now is is how the same expands. I think the question of will they try to expand is is pretty much answered, but it's the how how and when is kind of the where it lingers now and I mean if you would have told me in 2016 that one we're going to have to get the 5,000 by league mandate and then a couple years later uh, 5,000 just isn't going to cut it anymore I would have uh, I don't know if I would have laughed in your face or just punched you in the face but it would, it would have been one of those things um, my second moment is Bob Lilly 100 wins as Hounds manager uh, we got my a soap dish. And to me, that just stands as, again, going back to like the 2015, 2016, this team is, this club is like floundering in every way you can imagine. Um, the, the stability that that represents and the success that that represents um, meant a lot to me. Um, just going back from from the dark days of, of you know 5 to 10 years ago and if i i doubt we'll we'll see anyone else get to 100 as a manager um, shit even in this league it's just there's there's enough turnover that it's hard to get to 100 in a 34 game season plus open cup and playoffs um so the fact that that it happened, and um, I just really, really appreciate that for for him, for us, and and for what that means for the club. Um, yeah. All right, last 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 time through the order, Devin, give us a third one.
1: Um, I'd say the uh, the Tampa game um, down in Tampa. That just. I don't know. I'm holding on to that as like <laughs> my good playoff feeling win. Like that's that's how the playoffs should have gone. That was a, a good team that we just walked all over, so I don't know. That was a good win.
0: I mean it helps when you score in like thirty seconds or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Gets the pride gun early. Uh Ariana.
2: Uh, my final is uh, the travel that that I, you know, got to participate in. I don't think I did that many in the year prior. Um, and this year it was just really fun. We did, you know, Indianapolis, uh, Charleston, um, Cincy, which was fun. We drove there and back in 12 hours and Loudoun. Um, I think that just, you know, being able to go and travel and just there was always another you know fan there another group of people there that we could uh you know cheer along with so um i think that was probably that was so much fun i mean it's fun being at Highmark, but it's fun seeing you know our team play elsewhere um and just having the the steel army or or steel army adjacent around us in that time so that was that was really cool to experience
0: did you not did you not list off charleston on that
2: I did Charleston was okay. the second one I listened. Uh, I didn't hear. Which it. was uh, uh as we've gone through on this on uh, before the, an interesting run to to end on that game and uh, then to end on the win it was just wild but to be recognized as a host of Houndy was
0: Oh yes, yes what, yes
2: what what took the cake on that trip 100% shout, so. out.
0: <laughs> shout out parents yeah. of Langston
2: shout out uh, yeah Langston's parents uh, I will never ever forget that and I and I DM'd Langston that uh, after the, the loss I dm a lot of the players and told Langston I think that that probably made that made my season in, in different ways than <laughs> you know watching them play that was just that was great I loved it so shout out to them
3: Vesti it would be a tragedy if nobody here mentioned the pissers under the section. Yes! The campaign twice. worked. Yeah, twice.
2: Twice. We did have them for playoffs. Playoffs.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that that picture of, of Serino <laughs> inside the urinal, inside the pisser, uh, adjacent to another section was fucking uh, masterclass. For sure. Um... Uh, uh, let me take it uh, speaking of the night of uh, pissers under the section um, for me it was the Columbus game couple minutes to kick off probably just before the anthem we're trying to get uh, everything all squared away for TIFO and all that kind of shit and the section is more packed than I, I could ever have imagined Inexplicably, the whiteout has worked, or at least like everyone has has got everyone got the memo and followed along with the memo. And there's still like a whole train of people trying to get into the section, and I'm sitting there going, "Holy fuck! This is a lot of people. I don't know where everyone's going to stand. This is going to be awesome." And then it was followed up by. Everyone in that section wearing their white shirts like they got these they got what the assignment was and they made it loud and and passionate and they made it a home field advantage in that game in that moment and it was nothing short of fucking awesome um, honorable mention goes to the club for putting up the, the hall of fame wall and like the, the wall of memories. Um, mm. trying to get a little like tie into the history and all that kind of stuff. I, um, I kind of shook my fist at, you know, what white names on, uh, clear glass panes at the sweet level as not being appropriate for the hall of fame. And, um, things were changed on that and i i love it and i appreciate it so shout out for that uh for as pissed off as i was about the the announcement like orgasm announce, you know call um (laughs) getting the hall of fame thing right was awesome so good on that (sighs) guys uh anything else for tonight All right, it's a lot of no's. All right, so the upcoming kind of the upcoming schedule um, is going to look at. I think maybe next week try to do a USL Championship championship preview. Um, go with that. Once the season ends proper, uh, it is it gets time to immediately turn around and start looking towards the twenty twenty four roster. Uh, so that we'll have the show where we see just talk about uh, what options should or should not be picked up and take that route. Uh, somewhere along the way, we have to do our we have to hold ourselves accountable. We had some some predictions and hot takes before the season started. We'll have to look back on those and, and see uh, who had things were pretty good and who missed missed completely. Uh, so that'll be fun. And then at some point, we'll kind of get into the, the off-season, uh, kind of every other week schedule. But uh, that's where things stand on that. <sighs> um, let's just go around final thoughts. Um, anything that's, that's sitting on your on your shoulders, on your chest, you want to get off? It's uh, the time to do it now. Uh, Ariana, kick it off with you.
2: Uh, The only thing that's still sitting, I don't know if we talked about this. uh, I don't think we talked about this last time, but um, Vesti mentioned the uh, giveaways and one of our giveaways making it to eBay and uh, being priced uh, almost ridiculously. (laughs) I mean, that was, I have to, I'm going to pull up the actual listing. Um, So the ammo bobblehead. Was listed at two hundred dollars um, on uh, eBay. So that was that was interesting. Uh, and right now, it's currently listed. I believe. I mean, I'm looking up right now. One sixty. It's dropping. So the fact that we we had a, a giveaway that made it to eBay at that price blows my mind.
0: They, uh, if <laughs> you'll notice, there's a like. Um... Like a submit an offer button.
2: Mm-hmm. LBO, I, yeah.
0: I I went down that route with this the seller.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I tried um, I tried fifty bucks. There was a counter offer. I I bumped it up to, I think sixty, and it was rejected. So, uh, I tried. I don't know if, if sixty that's is crazy. like a, a stupid high amount to offer for that, but that's where I went and. When I offered fifty, the counter offer was like one eighty. I
3: was like, okay, here we oh go. Oh my god! Yeah, but I tried. Oh my god! Maybe next year we'll start seeing scalpers if we
0: sell out so much. When
2: mm-hmm.
0: where do you think that thing actually? If if the price has dropped now to one, would you say one sixty?
2: One sixty.
0: Yeah, where, when that thing finally moves. What price do you think it goes at? One sixty
2: with. No box. Let me throw that out there if no one actually read the description because I went in and read it. Uh, that was the rain game, so the box was more than likely destroyed in the rain. Yep. Uh, so you get the bobblehead, no box.
0: When it when eventually sells, over, uh, over or under 100 bucks.
2: Under.
1: Under, because I don't think it's going to sell. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say that.
0: <laughs> I think I should, I should try again now. Now that he's dropped the price, once, us try to go back in there and grab one.
2: Maybe he might drop it down to fifty. Yeah. That's just he'll keep dropping it, and then you just gotta gotta watch it.
0: I mean, I I, I wasn't at the game, so when it I, gets I to really one hundred.
2: You can offer him fifty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he got it for free, so he. I keep saying he. Yeah, A, we don't, got we, it yeah. for free.
0: We're assuming. I
2: don't know who who it is, but um, yeah. So <laughs> anything is. Better than I mean it was free, so
0: correct. Testy, final thoughts.
3: Maybe pissed off now, but I will still drag my sorry ass to the home opener in March. So (laughs) See you all next year. Are you are you are you back on season tickets or is that
0: still a no go with uh with little kids?
3: No, I'm still probably gonna get them because uh being able to transfer tickets to games you're going to miss, uh, really helped because I was able to bring the entire fam to the game for and you know, technically I paid for the tickets, but I'm um, in my mind, it was a zero cost.
2: Mm.
3: So, um, so yeah, for, for the number of games that I end up missing, which I think the soccer, the summer of soccer could be an interesting conversation at a future show. Um, it, it still works out for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, the 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 thoughts on summer soccer could be you could almost do a whole. You could do an hour easy on on. Off the field things around the club this past season. Uh, Devin. Final
1: thoughts. Yeah, it's just it's a good season. Um, I'll have my season ticket renewed as well, even though I'm not <laughs> happy with how it turned out. But. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh to see what happens in the off season and, and who's left.
0: Yeah. That's the thing over the shore now is the, the dread of, um, the person you think should absolutely be back, not being back. Or the worst is when you, when you don't hear anything and then club Y announces, you know, that person as their new signing and you get, fuck. Um, uh, but such is the life of a, of a Hounds fan. Um, on the flip side of that, we were all all absolutely convinced that this team was understaffed to start the season, and then uh, that mm-hmm. got probably thrown in our face, so. Hmm. Uh, yeah, my final thought, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm numb. I don't know when I'm actually going to go back and, and rewatch any of that game or, or get more active on social or, or whatever. You know, I've, I've kind of just laid low on all things USL lately. Yeah. Um, but I, I they gotta build a trophy cabinet finally
1: yeah.
0: um, And again, maybe it's the the person who's, who's been watching this for a decent number of years now um, I, I'm not gonna complain about having to build a trophy cabinet when I, when I watch the fucking Lanestown Boys twerk uh, right in front of us after going up two nil uh, in the open cup. Back in 2016. Like that is. Like you will never be lower than that low. And. Comparatively speaking. Um, the Hounds as a one seed. Uh, losing at home to. Um, to Detroit. Even though they outplayed them. Like that. It sucks. It sucks a lot. It, it's it's not even. It's not even the same fucking ballpark As. Uh, a bunch of construction workers winning a game of soccer and then piling in their fucking like Astro vans to go back up to New York. Uh, but before then, like chain smoking to celebrate their big win. Like they're they're like they're not even on the same planes. So, um, yeah, that's that's all. <laughs> At least in my mind, that's how I'm like rationalizing all this. It, it can never be as bad as that, and uh, they're not even close. So. We'll be back at some point here, but uh, yeah. Let me go pick up the paper here and do the old read that get us out of this episode. We'd like to thank the Beautiful Game never for providing the online hosting of Hounsey. Check out the wealth of soccer content being produced weekly at bgn.fm. The Hounsey theme music was composed and performed by Rocketman and the Space Babies. Check them out at facebook.com slash spacebabiespgh. The show is produced by Joe Majorak. Email the show at pghstuarmy at gmail.com and put podcasts in the subject line. All complaints about the show can be sent to nick.noble at mail.wvu.edu. On behalf of Devin, Ariana, Vesti, I'm Dan Yost. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again soon.